They say talk is cheap, so let's add some value to your voice. It's Targeted Impressions with Scott Cody. So it's the start of Mardi Gras season or a carnival if you're a local down here in New Orleans. And as a transplant, someone who moved to New Orleans and in in Louisiana from somewhere else. And we know that we've got a listening audience and not only in this area, but outside. I kind of wanted to give you an insider's perspective on the best way to communicate during Mardi Gras. And I think that there's a bad misconception out there with Mardi Gras that everything is just about, hey, Show me your what's and what's, and that's what you get. And that's really not not it at all. It's it, the, the true meaning of Mardi Gras is very similar to the true meaning of Christmas. It's about family. It's about faith. And so I kind of wanted to delve into that a little bit and have a little fun with it, with it, too, keeping on point with our message, though, about intentional communication. And our guest today is someone that I've known for a long time. And the first time I ever met him, he did something that immediately made me want to meet him in person. And, and what he did was this was back before cell phones and back before Waze and back before Google Maps. He was able to get on the phone and give me point by point directions in an area that I'd never been in. And I got exactly to where I needed to be. Uh, he is my brother-in-law, Scott Kidder, born and raised in New Orleans, lived in Metairie, lived all over the place, former Marine. But uh, he's my best friend. He's my brother-in-law. And I wanted him to get on here to talk about uh, talk about some Mardi Gras. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, that was a, a great entry right there. Uh, as far as the directions that uh, I gave you that day, it was a crawfish ball. Uh, I probably had a few down in me, and uh, I really don't remember giving you such good directions, but... <laughs> But you kind of made it a point to uh, to to locate me and, and come find me and say, man, those were fantastic directions. And hey, the rest is history, man. I've been directing you the yeah. ever since. I, have, I don't think I've gotten lost yet. But no, that, right. that just shows you too how bad I had been given directions before. You know, when Correct. when that's what was so impressive to me. Right. But uh, no, and, and I, being talking about Mardi Gras. So this is we're recording this Friday. Um, before the big weekend of big uh, weekend, big right? Weekend right. parades coming up, and a lot of people don't understand kind of what this whole carnival season entails, especially if you didn't grow up here. Correct. So, kind of give everybody a breakdown of of kind of what happened last weekend, what happened last night, and what to expect over the weekend. Right. So, so carnival, uh, basically, carnival is, is the season. Mardi Gras is the day. Uh, I'm not the greatest historian in, uh, on Mardi Gras, but I will tell you what I do know, and we might want to fact check a little later. I don't know. So anyway, it's a podcast. But, we don't. So, so, anything, <laughs> man. You say it. so this weekend, obviously, the weekend before Mardi Gras is the the big Mardi Gras weekend, but the weekend prior to is just as much a, a big celebration. Also, uh, a lot of family stuff, as as my brother in law alluded to, Scott, you alluded to that at the very beginning. Um, Mardi Gras for me is, uh, I grew up in mid city, New Orleans and my mother was uh, a huge, huge Mardi Gras person. So back when we had numerous parades that followed the mid city route, uh, we were there, we were there during the week and we did that, uh, every year we'd go to parades and it was a family thing. And then we'd catch, uh, Endymion at Mandina's, which was another big family gathering. And then we always ended up for Mardi Gras day. Uh, at the Knights of Columbus on St. Charles Avenue. So yes, the buildup is, is it's just a huge, and obviously as you get older, that, uh, that family uh, stuff kind of goes way to where 
once you start getting uh, of adult age, uh, it, it takes on a whole new meaning. We, we start to look at it as just one big party. And, and that's what it kind of is. As of yesterday, Thursday, uh, I can remember in my early uh, uh, 20s, we would go from Thursday to Tuesday or Wednesday morning when they would kick us out of the French Quarter. So it, it's uh, it's kind it's, of like a bell curve, right? Yeah, you start it's, off and it's kind of family, and then you get into the stuff that I think everybody thinks about when they say Mardi correct, Gras. Correct, correct. And then you get into that part where you start having kids, and it kind and of gets you, back you, into that other right. Part. You transform back to the family. You and I really came into it with you know there was a couple of times I went as a as either a newly married or single single guy, and I think you know. Going back to in the intro, you think of Mardi Gras, you think of Bourbon Street, you think of what you've got to do to get beads. Correct. But honestly, let's let's be honest. That that is a very small percentage of what have you don't see that a lot on a parade route, hardly anywhere. You, you don't, you don't, you don't see that. That's pretty much uh, um, centrally located in the French Quarter. Where are you going to see that? And that's that's what people go down there for. I mean, let's be honest about it. You go to the French Quarter and you have pretty much an idea in your mind of what you're looking to see in the French Quarter. And you're, you're probably going to see it. You're probably going to see it. I don't know. Uh, I hadn't been down there in, in years, um, so I, I can't really comment too much about it. But I'm sure it's just as wild as ever, if not wilder, you know. And then, you know, you and I both, um, we, you've introduced me to duck hunting and, and the process that involves with that. A former Marine, you're all about the process. And so I like to, I, I envision, I had this last night happen to me before we go to Muses is, and it kind of got sprung on us. I don't like going to the parades or doing much unless I really thought about it. Unless I, all right, have Correct. I packed this? Do I have this? Do I have trash bag? Do I have the wagon? To, and so for it to get sprung on me like it did last night, I really wasn't looking forward to the parade that much. I'll be completely honest. And a lot of times I don't look forward to the parade. And then the process happens and then you get down there and then the parade starts happening and the atmosphere starts happening. And what happens every time? You end up having a blast, man. Right. You really do. And you're you're with your family. You're with your friends. You're with a, it's a very laid back atmosphere. You feel safe. It's there's there's not a time where you where you you're just not really having a lot of fun. And and I've got to always kind of tell myself that with with someone who didn't grow up with it. Right. Is I got introduced to it when I was 30 years old. But it's it, it takes me. I almost kind of have to rev myself up to get into it. a little bit. Uh, it, yeah. I, I, and I'm the same way, too. You know, it's uh, just like you said, you, you got to you try to be prepared for everything out there because you just you know, you got to have this. You got to have that. You got to have this. So, yes, you, you do. Uh, like today, after I've finished this podcast, we're, we're going to Endymion tomorrow. We've been doing it for years. And I already pretty much know what I need to do to prepare for tomorrow. Um, I got to go run some errands here, run some errands there, get back to the house and prepare everything. Um, because you don't want to be on the parade route and not have this or forgot this or forgot that. Um, so, yes, it's pretty much. is yeah, for two reasons. Because one, you may not find anywhere. Exactly. You find it's going to be expensive. Exactly. Exactly. So you want to, you want to prep for it. And I tell you what, uh, and one thing cool about it is too, is generally you with friends and family all over the place. And so if you don't have something, Hey, everybody around here is so willing to just, you know, give you whatever you need. That's, that's just like, if you go tailgate up in Baton Rouge, man, you know what, you don't have it. Guess what? Somebody is so willing to, to give you a hand and, and, uh, um, give you what you need if you don't have it. So it, that's one thing great about Mardi Gras also is uh, camaraderie, the friendship, the family, and just, just a good time. It really is. And, and then two, there, there is a, um, I think there's an art to 
kind of getting what it is that you want, right? We, we've talked about it. We've, we, we know how some people will get their beads in the French Quarter. But one thing that I started watching was the different ways in every other parade of, of how you get the attention of the people that are on the float. And there's, there's some people do signs, some people yell as loud as they can. Some right, people wear, right. That's kind of where the outlandish costumes come in that you see when you're on a parade route. But uh, you've kind of developed a way that you think works for you, right? To, 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 if you need Correct. the, if you need the shoe, if you need the coconut, whatever it is. Correct. Well, and you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only person out there. You know, all these riders are matched, so they got their mask on, and um, you know, it, it's especially for a big parade like uh, Endymion and Bacchus. The floats are so big, so long, and so many people. And if you ever rode on a float or ridden on a float before, um, you know the chaos that's going around. I mean, it's everybody's screaming. But man, if you're able to lock eye to eye contact with that person on a float, it's like it's like magic, man. You know they're looking at you and they they spot you and you look at them and you point at them and boom, they just throw you whatever. And it's just like a connection between that person attending a parade and that rider. That's that's pretty unique. Uh, uh, another. Uh, uh, funny thing too is, is my uncle Tommy would do this all the time too. And it's really tough to do at some of these bigger parades because uh, the riders can't hear you or anything, but my uncle would always, you know, yell out something like, Hey, how about a long bead for New York? You know, I'm from New York or something like that. And just make up that he was out of town or visiting. And it, it worked, it worked. It was so funny. The response that he would get from people that were riding floats that they thought that he was from out of town. So uh, yeah, there's different ways of doing it, but uh, that way for me is just trying to get that, get that rider man to just see you any which way you can to to get their attention. And man, once you kind of point at them and they see you and put those, you know, you just and you don't know icon. these people from. Oh, you don't know who you they don't are. Know who they are. And and to your point, there is there's like this instant. They smile, you're smiling, and it's all for a little plastic bead or a glass right, bead. Right. You use the term long bead, and I want to make sure the the folks that aren't from around here. The, the, there's all kind of flo- throws that you get. And Correct. The long beads are exactly what you just said they are. They're really long, really long beads. beads. You kind of double them up. There's the glass beads that are, um, those are kind that, of, that those coming, are big thing. Now. Those are coming back into fashion. That was back when I was younger. That's pretty much all you had. It was the gla- uh, glass beads um, that were just strung together. Um, and they kind of went out of style and then the long beads, and now they're kind of making a comeback, you know? So it's, it's pretty unique that they're, they're doing that. So I would, uh, I'd watch you do that. And I, you would always be able, especially when you, when you go with kids and the kids want the specialty throws or whatever Correct. else that there is, you had this, this way of making sure you got up there. And, and so you, you were always the favorite uncle cause you could get the, the Argus, <laughs> you know, the Argus uh, peacock or something like that. So right. I started watching and started like, how the hell is he doing it? And so I, I started kind of mimicking, right. And I became int- right. intentional, which is the theme of the podcast. And so what I started doing and it worked even last night, I noticed myself doing it. I'm looking at it, and especially if it's a female rider, hey, hey, good looking. Hey, yeah. good looking. Yep. And, they, and I don't know if they hear that part. Maybe it's just the eye contact, but I can tell you unscientifically, hey, good looking works very well to get, sure. to get beat. Sure. And, and I'll tell you what, not only with the, with the riders on the float, but, you know, you got these bands that a lot of them have been marching numerous nights, uh, and, and they're tired and, and you see these girls dancing and, you know, you, I, I love doing this too. When the girls come walking by and you just say best looking girls I've seen all day. And it really, it really brings a smile to their face and it kind of lightens their mood a little bit. Cause man, let's, let's face it. You know, 
seven, eight, nine miles they're marching, and the next day they wake up. Sometimes they do two parades. So just doing that too to give them a little smile, it's 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 a good deal. It feels good uh, not only for to, to make them smile, but to have them smile. And kind of the same thing with the riders too. Just anything you could do to kind of get their attention, and uh, it, it's all in good fun. It really is. I had a, I got a new respect for so awesome in these parades. You've got you know not just the the floats that are throwing out beads. You've got bands, and to your point, you've got these little smaller uh, dance troops. But the uh, you've got schools that school marching bands that kind of come through and and we were fortunate last year we got they, they have chaperones that march with them so the, the band and the dancers or whomever are marching down well the parents are the ones that are kind of keeping the crowd off of them and not That's that it's right. a, not that it's ever a dangerous thing it's really just to make sure that you have enough space so we did that last year for our uh, our oldest um high school team that that dances that went into it and it's, you're right. It's a long walk, man. You're, you're tired. You're making sure they're not stepping on beads. So I would always, I would always watch you as the chaperones would come by. Hey, let's give it up for the chaperones. Correct. And Correct. man, you would have thought you had given them a lottery, t- a winning lottery ticket. It right. really makes their day. Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, that was another thing too. I'd always uh, give a shout out to the chaperones, and you know, these parents, uh, you know, it, it's their child, but. You know, they got to do this with them all the time, too. And a lot of times they're just worn out just as much as the kids are. So, yeah, you you, you give them a little shout out, too. It puts a big smile on their face. And uh, all yeah, right, it's, so, it's good to do. So let's do this. So we talked about the bell curve of your experiences with uh, with with Mardi Gras, with Carnival. Correct. So give me the your kid as, as, a, as a kid from, let's say, five to five to 14, your favorite Mardi Gras memory from that time. Oh man, from five to 14. Well, the, the big thing for us was, is we would go down to the Knights of Columbus on St. Charles Avenue, which is right like a half a block off of Gravier. And, uh, we would go there and it was all family and friends and it was just such a good time. Um, we were very fortunate too. uh, they had the, I, I, I don't know if it's still there. I'm sure it's still there is the Louisiana club. It was right across the street from where we were. So the Louisiana club would toast Zulu and Rex, the king and queen, every year there. So we got to witness, you know, every year the toasting of that. So it was it was very cool to see that because you that just happens at uh, Gallia Hall or, or maybe somewhere else along the route. But that happened every year right where we were. So we got to witness the toasting and, and listen to the speech. So that was kind of unique to see that. I, I didn't really, you know, appreciate it too much at the time, but the more I look back on it, uh, it, it was a, a pretty unique experience to, to witness that for the number of years I did, um, and, and kind of more appreciate it now than when, when I was when younger. You were doing it. All right. Correct. So now we take, so that the, was a good memory right there. Now we take the middle time where it probably gets a little crazier and the nights are a little longer, but that your, your PG memory that you can give us from, <laughs> from, uh, from that, from that time period. Oh man. From, uh, early teens to, uh, to twenties, uh, was just, you know, it was almost, uh, a sin to miss a parade, you know, for us, we, you know, we didn't miss any parades. We would sometimes, catch the parades uptown and then we'd come back to Metairie or vice versa. We'd catch the parades in Metairie and then go catch a parade uptown. Uh, we did that. Oftentimes we'd spend all day, uh, Mardi Gras day downtown and then end up catching the end of Mardi Gras on, uh, on, uh, veterans. So that was the big thing is like, 
hey man, let's 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 hit them all. We're going to hit them all. We're going to do this. And so along with that, just came so much fun and uh, you know hooking up with friends and uh, it was that was the thing. You just try to see as many parades as you can. And and if you wasn't at that parade, hey man, you would just uh you know you better be in the hospital or something. Yeah, have a good that's right. That's right. All right. So now then you know father of two boys. So you've done the whole lugging. Uh, lugging the ladders. And that's something that is, is unique. If, you, if you're not from here, so what, what wow. you do is you take a step ladder and then you build essentially a small bench on the top of it. And then you put wheels on that top part of the bench. And so now you're able to roll once the ladder is folded up, you roll that along with you till you get set up. Then you set up the ladder. And as the adult, you stand on the steps. Your kid is in the the little bench little box, part of bench it, the little correct. bench part. And you're up there making sure that when they're getting beads, that they're not getting pelted in the face by beads. Right. Um, but yeah, that or that the ladder doesn't fall over. The ladder doesn't fall right. over. Um, and 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 of course, in true, in true Louisiana, South Louisiana fashion, a lot of these have cup holders attached to them where your beer can go in. Correct. Uh to the next. That's that's but, an essential part so, of it. So as a as a father, as a parent in Mardi Gras, that's a completely different experience too. Wow. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's you know, you always hear this saying about boats. You know, what's the best day uh owning a boat? It said the 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 day you bought the boat and the day you sold the boat. And the same can be said for a ladder. It's the greatest thing when you first get it. You're just like, oh, this is so great. You don't have to sit there and put your child on your shoulder and uh, hold them the whole time. You just plop them in the ladder. You stand behind them. <laughs> but after going to, oh, man, numerous parades in one year, and it just kind of goes into where you, every year you're just lugging that ladder and more stuff gets added to it. Then all of a sudden, as you're leaving the parade, everybody just seems to – to lay everything on top of that ladder. So instead of just carrying the weight of the ladder, you're carrying everything else back to the car. And so, yeah, so when they finally get to the point where they're out of the ladder, it's like, oh my goodness, thank God. But at the time, kind of going to your thing, yes. Uh, and, and of course, it's a, it's a big thing too, is uh, you got to get out there a little early with those ladders too. Because, hey, if it's a battleground. If, if you're first from this, first yeah, serve, if you're from this area, man, it's, uh, people get very territorial, man. They get out there and pee on that ground early to mark that territory. You know, sometimes literally, literally, yes, sometimes sometimes literally, literally. They, they pee on that ground. And so, man, if you uh, if you're out there a little too late, then you kind of standing a little further back than what you wanted to, and um, which sometimes isn't a bad thing. Sometimes further back, uh, you get just as much beads as you do if you're right up on the float. So it's a uh, it's a win-win either way, but, but, oh yeah, it, it's a, it's a, a, a battleground out there to, to get out there with those ladders sometimes. So that's another thing too, is the anticipation of, Hey man, I got to get out there early. Uh, okay. Do we have it kind of going, what we were talking about here. Do I have everything? Do I have this? Oh, we got to get out there early. So uh, you, the adrenaline is flowing, um, trying to get just everything set up just right. And once you do kind of what we alluded to before, it's like, Okay, now I can relax and have a good time, and then that's where that's where the good time comes in. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And then you know you talked about making eye contact with the riders and having a connection. There's a there's an eye contact that I think dads make that are hauling stuff and wagons and ladders at to and from parade spots. Man, you're always willing to help. You know, all right, I, I feel your pain, brother. Sure, I feel your sure. pain. Sure, without a doubt, man. Oh yeah, you you look or at if you see somebody that's come up with, a, <laughs> with something that's even better. Like whoa, what is that? Is that 
four wheel drive? Like, yeah, how did what, you get what, that ladder? Oh yeah. yeah. You always, yeah. um, I can remember the first time I, I saw, instead of just going up the steps of the ladder, somebody had where they built it, where they had like a little, uh, um, screw. And as they opened the ladder up, a platform popped up behind the ladder itself so they could stand on the platform instead of just standing. And I was just like intrigued by it. Went, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. <laughs> so I went over there and it's like we're, you know, two dogs sniffing each other out here. Well, what you got here, buddy? Ho, ho. All right. All right. So, yeah, it's uh, every, it, hey, you know how it is in, in Louisiana. Everybody's unique and uh, with with ideas. And, man, you'll find some stuff along the parade routes. No doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. And. And then kind of summing it up, I think one of the biggest things outside of just the actual parade and the event and the, the fanfare and everything that goes with it, one, one thing that took me the longest to adjust to, not being from here, it, it shuts down. The kids are out of school yeah. for a week. Yes. Businesses are shut down on that day. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, and, and my kids, and, and, and yours might be the same way. They don't get that other people are working and going to school and doing all this. It blows their mind. And the, the biggest example we had of this was there was one Mardi Gras, uh, one week of, where we took a trip to go back and, and see my folks in Texas. And I'm trying to set up dinners and lunches with all my friends. And, and they're like, dude. I work and my kids are in school. We can't just go play golf today and we right. can't just go and right. have a dinner, you right. know? Wait, what do you mean? You're yeah. not off? What are you yeah. talking about? It's Mardi Gras. It is a, it's a, it's a, it is some, that is something just as unique as the fact that it shuts down. And right. I don't think people understand that. No. And I, I got a great, great story uh, for that. Um, when I was in the Marine Corps, I was stationed in California at Del Mar and um, it was Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras day. And so I had a number of, uh, of, fellow Marines that were from New Orleans. And so every morning we line up for a, for a little just formation. And uh, before formation started, before we got all official into our Marine Corps uh, day, um, all the Marines from New Orleans got together and started singing the Mardi Gras Mambo. And everybody was just like, what the hell are y'all doing, man? And we just, I mean, we sang the whole thing, clapping, cutting up. Some of them had beads and we're throwing beads to each other and people just did not get it. And we're trying to explain to these other Marines like, hey, today in the city of New Orleans, you have thousands of people partying their butts off right now. OK, and here it's just Tuesday. You know, it's just Tuesday and we're going about our, our business. OK, and so it was a really unique experience to to be somewhere else for that and to have the camaraderie of uh, uh, fellow New Orleanians to get together and to do that and, and just have people just look at us like, what is going on here? What are y'all doing? And uh, hey, man, if if you know, you know, that's the saying, there huh? There you go. There that's you it. Go, man. Well, look, I, I'd love to hear, um, you know, other people's ideas of the best way to, to attract a bead, um, the PG version, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, put some comments and when, when you see this, if you listen to it and, and let us let us know, uh, what you're thinking, but, but Scott, man, this, this was kind of on a whim. I was literally driving in this was, and I this texted was. you yeah. and, and I love what you texted me back. Uh, is this the right person? Cause all I said was, Hey man, I want you to come on my podcast today. We're going to talk Mardi Gras. Yeah. And when I texted you back. I said, is, are you texting the right person for this? What, what are you doing? And and look, and we text 10 times a day, right? Correct. I mean, it's correct. Like it's, it's not any, it's not something new for me to text you out of the blue. 
but uh, but that was pretty funny. And and what I love about it too is you show up, you're in Mardi Gras gear. I'll I'll, I'll post a picture of that. But then two, um, this is the first beer I've had on the podcast. Correct. Hey man, we, and, we, and I don't think there was a, an episode that would be more appropriate. Right. We're doing it uh, New Orleans style, and uh, that's how we do. You know, that's how we do in New Orleans. You know, for Mardi Gras is. Uh, I, I, the hell thought New Orleans people hated it when you said Nolans. Nolans, yeah. you know, hey man, that's that's the uh, the movie uh, Hollywood version, Nolans. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I appreciate you coming on. This this is fun. This is fun. Um, Loves it. Thank you. Yeah, man. Targeted impressions is a product of Thirty One Thirty One Media Solutions, a full service advertising agency. Make your voice count. Be intentional with what it is that you say. We appreciate you listening. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Follow us, uh, you know, give us five stars, all that stuff that you're supposed to do to make sure that the podcast gets heard and seen and, and listened to by everyone else. And uh, I got a really cool guest coming up next week as well um, that'll be talking about kind of how you get out of a crisis when you're in a crisis. So until then, we'll get to just keep kind of partying a little bit. What you got? Oh, yeah, you got I, I, are you going to interrupt me? What you I got? just want to give a little shout out to all the men and women that are, are doing the hard job, uh, all the police, NOPD, state troopers, and all the other ones that are that are keeping this celebration safe, man. Hey, shout out to y'all. We love y'all. Ah, great job. All right. We'll, uh, we'll end it with a, watch this, see if you can hear it. A cheers. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras to you. Take care, everyone. Thank you.